know I'm right. Nick Durst here without Joe Calabrese because Joe is stuck on an airplane coming back from Florida up back north. And our guest today knows a lot about flying from Florida up to the northeast, does it probably every single weekend. But he's an entrepreneur and he's by far, I think, the tallest or the biggest guest we've ever had on the show. Uh, I think he's like between 6'6 six, six and 6'8. Six, Welcome to the show, Gordy Gronkowski. Gordy, how's it going? Dude, you're right. The oldest and tallest bro. So you hit one right on. And the crazy thing is we actually, I don't think everyone back to back, but me, Dan, Rob, and my uncle Glenn, who we always thought was 6'9", he must have shrunk a little bit because I had all three of them by about half an inch uh, when we went back to back in Florida about six weeks ago. So officially, I'll take credit for being the tallest Gronk bro. There you go. Uh, you know, so in honor of this show, will be my best, my best uh, Superman impersonation here. I wanted to go out and get a special shirt to kind of fit in with you. Got the the Gronk Nation shirt here, just for you. you got the Gronk Fitness shirt. So now, now we're all officially dressed properly here, and uh, we can go in. But you know, I wanted to start off right away and, and ask you. There's a lot of controversy out there on, on social media right now, but. Truly, once and for all, who is the better dancer, you or Mojo? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I'm going to take credit because for myself, I mean, Mojo is probably going to take credit for himself. Um, but the thing is, I, I don't know, combined, I think we're both electrifying when we're together. But also, we, we kind of have our own style. You know, Mojo's a little bit shorter, a yeah. little thicker. His dance moves, you know, he, he's really flexible as a guy who weighs 270 pounds and maybe in about 230 and being taller can get, you know, real agile and athletic as well. So I don't know. That That's a competition that we might have to actually, like, do a full-out competition, me versus him. How about a little a little YouTube series for the Gronks YouTube, and it's going to be Dancing with the Gronks. You have the five brothers and Mojo. You get six six real dancers, have a competition, and judge it out at the end to who's the best. Yeah, we're actually, maybe we'll actually take choreographic lessons so we don't look so silly. But I don't know. Everyone laughs and smiles, so I think our dance moves are pretty good. We at least think they are, and I think that's all that matters, even though they're probably goofy. But yeah gonna stop what we do because you know what when you dance not only is it great for the mind and great for the body but it helps with anti-aging it's one of the best workouts you can get just yeah. remember that. i mean that's why that's why you look so young i mean dance, turning 40 dance, the, but i look wow. like the youngest bro impressive impressive <laughs> absolutely no doubt about that how did how did you guys actually end up meeting mojo who, who played football with him so um, Chris and Dan, my our two middle brothers, went to the University of Maryland. And Mojo played football with them at the University of Maryland. He was uh, pretty good. He was really good friends with Dan. I'm not sure Chris actually was on the team at that point um, before he transferred to Arizona. But Dan and Mojo were really good friends. So it was a crazy story. If you don't know Mojo, Mojo was a you know college football player. Um, and then when we met Mojo uh, in the offseason, he weighed about 330 pounds, but the kid could dance like you never seen at 330. And he is a very intelligent, smart kid. And my dad's college roommate, Mike Rotundo, um, you know, puts on production for the WWE. My dad went to Syracuse, played football there. 
So my dad was like, Mojo, you know, would you actually be into this wrestling thing? Because I was telling my dad, like, dude, this guy could be like literally one of the funniest wrestlers in the world. And, you know, the thing was, so he had to lose the weight. Right. Dude, this kid was so dedicated. I put a like an elliptical climber in his place. He lost like 50, 60 pounds um, over the next couple months. He went in for the interview. He absolutely crushed it. Um, so my dad set up the interview through Mike Rotunda with the WWE. The rest from there was on Mojo, you know, so connection was from us. The rest was Mojo's work ethic. It was his intelligence. And he absolutely went crazy and crushed it. Um, and that's when he became a, uh, yeah. you know, were you, were you, were you guys all responsible for his, his get hype gimmick or was that just all natural? No, well, in a way, yes, because I think we got the best in Mojo. Um, but then he took it to another level. We always say hype, like, yeah, we're hyped up. He's like, we don't get hype though, you know, when we're all together. We just right. hype. And it just kind of like took off. And it really actually describes how we are. So it's kind of cool that, you know, we all kind of use that as our montage. <laughs> it's all right. Hype, we stay hype. Absolutely. And recently had him on your guys' new show, your, your live stream show, 5 Eastern every Thursday, while the Gronkowski brothers talking. You want to tell us, uh, tell my listeners a little bit about your show? Yeah, everyone out there, if you want to check us out every Thursday, we've been doing a live YouTube series um, with the four bros without Rob. Uh, obviously, he's playing, you know, during the season right now. And we have special guests every single week. Um, you know, so it, it's been awesome. Um, Fast Brands has been a big part of it as well with their new protein bars. And uh, it's just us talking about sports, bringing on guests, having a blast, you know, talking about our childhood. And, you know, and it's kind of made us the people we are today. So it's a really cool story. Um, but it's also cool hearing the stories from other people uh, who played like those sports, like even before we did. Um, so it, it's awesome just hearing, you know, what everyone has to say and bringing everyone together. And it just kind of keeps us together as brothers, too, now that we're in all these different states. You know, all of us are done playing a professional sport, um, you know, obviously, besides Rob, who's still with Tampa right now. Yeah, and we're all over the place, but still communicating, which is great. And I'm sure, you know, you, you'll be attending a lot of uh, a lot of playoff games this year. That's that's for sure. But how many more regular season games are you going to check out? You know what? I try to go um, to every single game I can because you just never know when it's going to be the bros last season. Right. Uh, any bros. So I always, you know, since I got done playing baseball, um, when my career was over, I tried to go to all Chris's games, Glenn's games, Dan's games. Um, you know, and still to this day, we have someone still playing a professional sport. So it's absolutely crazy thinking that we grew up, you know, in high school following each other, then college, and then still – where sports is, you know, our life um, and fitness and it's crazy that we're still going to Rob's games to this day. Uh, but I got to go to as many as I can. You just never know when the last game's going to be, when the last season's going to be. Um, and you got to enjoy it while you're young and while you can do it, especially with all the bros and especially all the nephews and nieces that we're starting yeah. to have. Now. Um, they're having so much fun at the games too. So it really brings us all together. Hey, Bucks fans, heading to watch Tampa play the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium? Away Game Tailgate is your home away from home. Tailgate with fellow Buccaneers fans before the game. Unlimited food, complimentary beverages, 
TV with pregame shows, tailgate games, and more. Sign up is easy. Just go to awaygametailgate.com. Away Game Tailgate has set up an exclusive offer for you, no, I'm right listeners. You could find the link to that exclusive offer in the podcast description. Or head directly to awaygametailgate.com slash game slash Tampa dash Bay dash Buccaneers slash question mark ref equals six nine eight five. All great athletes, but you were the, you were the first you were you were the trendsetter. And I mean, my my men's softball team were having a rough go of it. We lost back to back championships games. Maybe we need to bring in a ringer. Somebody who could play first base, third base, hit some bombs. Potentially somebody who went to Jacksonville University <laughs> by the Angels. What, what do you think, Gordy? Uh, you're going to have to bring me out of uh, back surgery because I'm actually having that this week. <laughs> yeah. Play summer softball. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough decision. I'm going to have to really think hard about this. Um, but you know what's funny is I actually played this summer for the first time in my Ooh. life. Uh, we lost in the championship. I couldn't go to all the games, uh, and you know, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. I, I told myself I would never play softball just because if I got hurt, yeah, I would just be so mad at myself for playing pickup beer league softball. But this is a fun competitive league um, on the ocean in outside Boston, and I've had such a great time. And it's fast. It's an hour and fifteen minutes max. Um, it's a very quick game. Um, it's a competitive game. And I just didn't think I'd have as much fun as I did. And uh, it, it, I'm, I might play again sometime, but, you know, I'm probably going to have to take the summer off uh, just because of the um, surgery, you know, back surgery I have to have. But I'm looking forward to also having that and to being more athletic and more dynamic on the dance floor than ever. Uh, because if I'm out of pain, that just means I have more game. So it's, <laughs> there you go. So when you were at Jacksonville University playing baseball, did the thought ever cross your mind that, hey, I actually might have a chance to, to get drafted here? And then ultimately, when you were drafted by the Angels in, in the 49th round in 2006, how did you find out about that? Obviously, it's not televised or anything. 49 rounds is crazy. So it's multiple day <laughs> process. So how did you find out about that? Yeah, it's actually crazy because baseball is nuts, you know, because they have so many um, minor league systems before you make it to the major leagues. Um, so even if you're the first pick in the MLB draft or first round or second round, you're still going to the same farm team as a 49th rounder, as a 50th rounder, as a 30th rounder. So you all end up at the same um, level no matter what round you're drafted. And a lot of times the guys drafted in the later rounds are college guys with more experience versus kids coming out of high school. So you actually have more experience. You're farther ahead than these kids, but the kids that you pay more money to usually have a lot of raw talent that they want to develop. So, you know, before they, so they have to go to college, they can get to the major leagues quicker. Um, so it's a really kind of even um, playing field, which is really cool to see. And then you have some guys who are just absolute studs, right? But I was, um, the whole thing was when I went left Buffalo, New York is, it's hard. No one recruits you, right? So I wanted to go to a school where you can play baseball year round. You want to play with the top guys out there. Um, and you, that's what makes you better. Playing baseball in Buffalo, New York, playing football in Buffalo, New York. No one comes to your college games. No one comes to your high school games. It's pretty much snowing. Like you don't want to play baseball in the snow. 
So when I, I walked on to Jacksonville and I was, it was also a point to prove to my brothers that, Hey, if I can do it, you guys leave too, you know? And I think by me leaving really set, um, the level of like, Hey, I'm at a high division one program that makes the top 64 every single year, you know? And it was just an incredible experience to walk on. And when I walked on, I, the next goal really wasn't to get drafted. The next goal was how can I play? How can I be the best teammate I can be? Um, and learn from these other guys why staying humble, but, you know, being a leader through my work ethic. And that's what I really bring to the table. And I think that's what we bring to the table as brothers is we're not like the rah, rah, like yeah. guys who really, you know, speak for motivation. We're more guys who, who do and show. Um, and I think that's very powerful. Um, you know, show up to class, be there every day, participate, you know, be a good teammate, you know, uh, be, get, get to practices and games on time or early, you know, help others out and, you know, just continue to work hard in the fitness room. Um, before, you know, we, before school and after school, after games, after practices. And it helped me because I gained about 30, 40 pounds. I grew four inches my freshman year, took a red shirt. And then my actual freshman year, I was able to start. Um, fortunately, I, I earned a starting job about 20 games in and the rest was history. I just never looked back. Nice. And freshman player of the year, we went to the, uh, I was freshman, um, all-American. I earned pretty much every freshman accolade you can earn in our conference. Uh, first player to ever as a freshman to earn the uh, conference championship freshman VP. So it was exciting, but I was super humble about it. Uh, unfortunately, again, my sophomore year, I had a huge hiccup and I ended up having back surgery, um, which kind of hindered my career. Got drafted late, had a great career with the Angels in the minor leagues. And unfortunately, my back just couldn't hold up through 152 games in 164 days. And, wow. you know, Still bothering me to this day, but you know what? I'm thankful for every opportunity I had. And I think, you know, it meant a lot to my brothers. Like, hey, if you can get out of Buffalo or you can get out to what you think is a tough location, anyone can like kind of do it. Most people can do it if they really want to, but it's not easy. It's not easy, you know? And it was awesome because then my brothers started leaving and going to awesome schools outside of Buffalo. And Buffalo is our hometown, which kept us humble. Um, but you know, this is, it was just really good to leave and also see what else is out there, especially when you never travel the world. Now I've been to, I think 44 States, but wow. I played in the minor leagues, Yeah. but yeah, the draft is weird too. Like you have three days, right? The first like couple rounds is really slow. The second day, it's just like boom, 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 boom. And then the third day. Right. And so I got to call on the third day, the angels, um, I knew were very interested in me, uh, but the biggest thing was and why I dropped dra dra so far in the draft was because of my um, medical history. And, uh, you know, it's a business. It's a business for these teams. And they're looking at it as, hey, if this guy gets hurt, we're, you know, in the minor league gets hurt quickly, we're paying more for his medical bills yeah. than we actually are having him on the team, right? So. It's, it's a business all the way from the minor leagues to the major leagues. Everything is a business with those guys. And, you you know, the biggest thing is, is you can't control, you know, what, what you can't control. So always say, just believe what you can do and control the controllables. And that's anything you can do to control working hard, eating right, taking care of your body, you can control that stuff. And then the rest is going to be history. You can't ever try to figure it out. It'll just drive you up a wall. You never will. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's tough in the minor leagues. Your first year, you're probably making maybe $100 a week, 
living with like six people. But I don't know if you yeah. saw, but starting next year, Major League Baseball teams now going to be required to pay for uh, housing for minor leaguers. So that's a big relief for you guys because everyone thinks, oh, you drafted and it's so glitzy and glammy. But um, I'm sure for you, like you got to that first spring training, it was pretty decent. But then once you get sent to like, you know, the low A ball, it's like, what the heck? I feel like I'm playing at like, you know, high school ball again. Yeah. Well, yes. And no. you know, it's still really cool to see all the fans that come out, um, you know, cause you're always averaging about 3,500 fans a game. Uh, when you go to these different cities, Friday nights is always great. Cause you have the fireworks. Saturday's always great because people are off. So you're always going to have like five, six, you know, those city home games. And, and so there's always someone out there who's watching you. And so that's what I always try to remember is, you know, always put on the best show you can possibly put on, even if it's that one person at the game on the road, that's really cheering for you. And, you know, that always motivated me. And I love playing in front of the fans. It always, you know, it cranks up the atmosphere. It just, you know, it, it just brings a lot more energy to the game. Um, but yeah, it was very tough for sure. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you, I think I was making, Eight to twelve hundred dollars a month, uh, which is absolutely absurd when you really think about it. Right. I had to live with a host family. Um, I think I lived with it was nine to eleven different host families I lived with. Wow. Um, all through the summer ball of when I was with Jacksonville University, all the way through my minor league career, six leagues in the minor, six years in the minor leagues, I lived with about eleven different uh, host families. Um, afford it you know but it also i also learned uh how to stay balanced how to manage you know my money like the little money that i had um, i had to use you know and let that last as long as let it last the only thing i wish i could do over if i had it, had it over again i wish i had i like, could have just borrowed more money um like you know 10 20 000 just to eat healthier yeah because what do you, everyone's eating what like peanut butter and jelly and fast food that's it. And you're on the road. So it's quick. It's fast. You know, the in and out burgers, the McDonald's, the Frizzoli's, whatever is around the corner, whatever you can eat fast in minor leagues you do. And that's the cheapest. And you're always looking for the cheapest option um, just because you don't have that much money. But if I could do it again and I could actually um, meal prep the way I eat now um, to keep the inflammation down, to keep my body looking young, to have more energy, I would 100 percent change the way I ate in the minor leagues. Uh, if I could do it all over again, because I think my energy levels would have just been, you know, way, way better and through the yeah. roof. Well, I mean, you are an entrepreneur, so maybe your your next business could be a, a meal prep for minor league baseball players. <laughs> yeah. It's hey, something like that right now, right? Yeah, definitely for sure. But obviously your guys are from Buffalo, big Bills Mafia guys. But what was the baseball team up there? Well, the baseball team was the AAA team for the uh, Cleveland Indians, which is now the MLB team for the Toronto Blue Jays. So okay. it was Boston's. the Toronto Blue Jays have been playing in Buffalo yes. because of the COVID uh, fiasco. So, uh, yeah, I, it was crazy. Back in the day, the AAA team, because it was so close to Cleveland, the games were sold out all the time. Um, and that's a full stadium. Yeah. So they got a lot of people at their games. Um over the years, it kind of faded out. They had different minor league teams in and out, and you just didn't feel as attached with those minor league teams. Um, so, like the, you know, the fan base really went down a lot. Um, but yeah, that was our team. So I kind of rooted for, believe it or not, Toronto's the closest city to Buffalo, 
but I was more of a like a Cleveland Indians fan. I really, you know, liked Richie Saxon. He was a oh yeah, big slugger, base man, like six eight, big slugger. Um, so it was always I always liked watching him, and you know, because that's kind of reminded me of myself and the way I play the game. Yeah, and, and they had some great teams there in the late nineties. So yeah, so it was fun watching them. And then you know, the Yankees. You think New York, but New York City is really yeah. seven hours from us. Yeah. You know, Pittsburgh Pirates is closer to Buffalo. That's three hours. Cleveland, three and a half. Toronto's only a 90-minute drive. But Cleveland was probably uh, my team growing up. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much redeeming qualities about these about the Yankees and their fans anyway. So uh, I can't stand them. So I don't know why. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, this episode here today brought to you by Kronk Fitness and View Drink. And of course, we have the the founder over here uh, for both of these these great products here and companies. So, Gordy, why don't you tell us first, you know, a little bit about uh, View and and how you came up with that? And also, I'm curious if you know you went down this entrepreneurial path at all. If you were influenced by your appearance with your brothers on Shark Tank, where Chris, of course, got a big deal with Fry Shaker. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing is G, uh, G&G Fitness and Gronk Fitness has really been what we grew up into. Our father started it um, in 1990, so it's been over 32 years. And we've been decking out fitness centers and home gyms from beginning to completion. So we'll put in the turf, we'll put in the flooring, and then we'll put in all the fitness equipment in your home or in your high school or in your college or um, multifamily whatever the location is, we can do um, a fitness center for you, for your home or for your commercial setting. So that's our bread and butter. And we're fortunate enough that as being as tall as we are, we had fitness in house um, because our high school fitness center was awful. Now our high school fitness center is absolutely beautiful. Um, So to go along with that, you know, our brother Chris was like, dude, I want like a dope bottle that I can use in the the gym. Right. doesn't smell bad. It keeps my protein shake, you know, nice and cold. And when he got done playing football with his last team with San Diego, he moved back to Dallas because that's where he originally played for, for the Dallas Cowboys. And he's like, dude, I'm going to make this sick bottle, um, which he did have mine actually right here. You can see how beastly this one is. Ooh. Shaker bottle. Keeps your drink cold, you know, for over 32 hours. And it lasts for years and years and years. And the cool thing is you can put your logo on them. So, it, you know, it's almost like an awesome little like advertising piece because I carry this with me everywhere. And everyone's right. like, what do you? you know, and it's really the ice shaker bottle. Um, so we went on Shark Tank. We had an incredible experience. I got to sit on Barbara's lap. She told me how handsome I was and all my brothers got jealous about it. Um, and then she offered a million dollars just to hang out with us. And I don't know why Chris didn't take that deal, but that's probably the deal I would have taken just because I wanted to hang out with her. Um, but to get paid a million bucks to hang out with her also would have been pretty cool. And then I could have sat on her lap again. So, you know, maybe we, maybe we can get her back on here on our, uh, Brock YouTube live show. Yeah. Her experience with us on Shark <laughs> And then our last product. Everything around health and fitness, and we were just talking about minor leagues. Like, people want better for you on the go snacks, right? We're here, we're going to provide it, we're going to check it out. And that's where we came out with this. This is our new view vitamin tea. 
especially for minor leaguers or anyone, we have our powder packs. So we have our daily powder packs. I could absolutely use this in the minor leagues. No added sugar, um, no preservatives. It's your um, essential vitamins for the day. So you have your daily pack, you have your pre-pack, so you can take a pre-energy pack before the game, and then you also have your electrolyte after the game. So me being a baseball player, and that's how I always went about the schedule, that's how kind of came out with these as well, is your daily vitamins for the morning, your pre-pack before a game or like a workout, and then your electrolytes for right after. Like you need to immediately get your essential vitamins in. Um, all your powder packets, so viewdrink.com. And we have some incredible on-the-go snacks. And what it was I just telling you, in the minor leagues or on the road, yeah. 152 games, 164 days, you need to eat better. And that was one thing I was telling you, Nick, like, I wish I could do it again and just have better snacks and better food for my health. And we're going to be coming out with an incredible line in 2020 of on-the-go snacks, um, along with our new flavors that are coming out with our vitamin teas. So super pumped up about our new view drinks. Haven't had one yet. Viewdrink.com, minor league teams, MB teams. Like this is what everyone should be drinking right now. Um, any type of teams out there, any people in general, just to live and feel better. You know, no preservatives, no added sugar, um, 10 essential vitamins for the day, and it's a tea. So you have a tea in an aluminum bottle that's a hundred percent recyclable. And you can even use reduce the bottle and put your powder packs in the bottle if you want. So Super pumped up about our new products. And again, that goes along with Grok Fitness, our ice shaker, and now our view drinks. So everything's been around health and fitness. Got to yeah. keep looking on, Nick. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's been tremendous. And, uh, you know, I, I'm wondering, when, you know, when you guys had your, your cruise, the Grand Cruise, how, how are you eating there? How are you drinking there? You could have you used these, Ben, that I'm sure. Uh, I think we probably could have used... Uh, couple thousand um <laughs> view powder packs so i would if i knew that i would have bought them for myself for everyone <laughs> because the grand cruise was one of a kind and uh, i think i was cramping every single night so dehydrated from partying yeah from we, we, we had we had chris on with us and he said i said no the cruise possibly the future he said never again <laughs> never again yeah i just you know the the issue with the cruise is when you're on a boat and you're stuck there for four days, after about the second day, it starts to get really aggressive. And, you know, when it's about to hit, the best thing to do, right, on a, on a third or fourth day is what? To continue to drink. Right. So now your anxiety's kicking in. Everything's getting crazier. And your energy levels are all over the place. Your mind all over the place you don't feel good but you know it, it is what it is the ground cruise was one of a kind it was an incredible experience um it's probably nothing we'll do again where we get stuck for four days in one location and kick it off a boat yeah uh yeah it, it, the memories and, and the and the people that came on there from flow rider uh, to waka flaka to the djs to the artists the wow like you can't make this up what we did an experience. Maybe you'll do. Maybe you could do one on land, on land, on land somewhere. Well, we did the Grand we Grand Beach last year at Super the Super Bowl, and that was an absolute perfect hit. It was no fights. It was so clean. It was so much fun. And you know, I think we'll do another one of those in the future. 
Yeah. Of course, the fans in Tampa love that. And my co-host Joe here joining us with his audio. Fresh off his flight from Tampa, he has landed in Newark, in New Jersey. He's back in the tri-state. Joe, how was that flight and how was Tampa? Uh, Tampa was great. I was upset because I originally thought the game the Bucks played against the Falcons on Sunday was at Raymond James. I was disappointed last week when I found out it was in Atlanta. I could meet up with Johnny B. But, Gordy, I see you. You can't see me. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Joe? You just missed some incredible um, stuff already. Good to have you on the show. Your background noise is wild. I don't even know where you are. And that's probably I'm, one of the funniest things <laughs> ever. I'm currently at baggage claim at Newark Airport. Can you imagine I left 80 degrees uh, all week? non-congestion and clean air to come back to touchdown in Newark, New Jersey. I mean, what a terrible no, decision, right? No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great idea to say that you're going to the Atlanta game in, uh, in Tampa. So that's awesome. That, that, what a great excuse. I'm going to try that one. There when we go. Teams on the road saying that you're going to go to the home game when they're not there. He went to the stadium. No, there, was nobody, there was nobody there. He went to buy a ticket. <laughs> and he's like, nobody's here. What's going on? <laughs> Classic Joe. Yeah, I really wish I got the opportunity, you know. But listen, they won. Everything was great. I got your brother on my fantasy team. All life is good. So you must have won the week then. What's up? You definitely won this week then. Yes, I did. I definitely won this week. I'm going into the playoffs in two or three of my leagues. So we should be all right. Gordy, do you ever do you ever play fantasy? And is it automatic that you know, if your brothers aren't in the league, you automatically get a signed Rob on your team. <laughs> um, I played one year, and it was just for fun. I'm not sure why I even did it, and I actually won it. But the, the the challenge with me is, like, it's so hard to set the lineup week to week with how yeah. busy the trades that, and people take it serious, and I'm competitive. So when I can't be to that competitive level, I'd rather just not do it. Um, and then also, I don't like every single week when people ask me, are, are my brothers playing or not? So it just drives me crazy. And especially when they're like, oh, your brother had a bad week. Well, what about all the great weeks he had for you guys? Like, why do I always hear when they had a bad week? And by the way, it wasn't a bad week. They just pancaked four guys and won the game. That's not a bad week. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. So obviously, you know, you guys have seen a lot of winning, you know, multiple brothers in the family with Super Bowl rings. But for you, what are what is the most memorable Super Bowl that you guys have attended and watched? You know what? I honestly, I think it has to be Atlanta. I mean, 28-3. Um, we're on the same team together. And neither of them played that game. Glenn was on practice squad. Rob got injured right before the Atlanta game. But I think just the experience of how cool it was to have both my brothers on the team um, for that season was just really memorable. And it's really difficult to do. It's really hard to win a Super Bowl with your brother. And so to have two brothers that have a ring together um, means a lot, you know, probably to them. But it, it was awesome. It means a lot to me, too. And I got to live in Boston. I got to hang out with both of them the whole season. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah, and, it, it's, and, and the comeback, I think, is just more absurd, like thinking about what actually happened and how it happened than any other of the games. Well, although Seattle, the interception on the goal line was absolutely immaculate. Um, I mean, there's great memories from everyone. You know, two touch, two seasons ago, the one arm 
catch on the one yard line that they punched in. And then last year, of course, was really special as well, switching teams. So, and so, what, you know, so many what, great memories. What was the uh, what was your favorite parade? I have to say Tampa and the the being on those boats and partying all day and all night um, on the water was so cool. And it was so nice out. Um, and fans weren't like when you're in Boston, fans are throwing full beers up onto the duck boats. And the problem with that is like kids are getting hit with full bottles and sliced and like it's, it's not it's sometimes not a good situation. Um, but that was none of that in Tampa. It was just a lot of clean fun. And I had so much fun on the boat. I actually got clotheslined off by my brother into the ocean. Um, I lost my brand new pair of pit vipers. So then I clotheslined him in and he lost his wallet. So, yeah, I thought that was fair. No doubt about it. Now, I know, I know Joe here, he had a, a very important question that he, or he deemed very important question that he wanted to ask you. So Joe, if you're, if you're there, get, if you got your bag, go ahead. Now's your chance to ask Gordy the question you've been dying to ask. So you guys can hear me now again, correct? Yes. Yes. You got to tell me about Family Guy and how that came about. Wow. Um, I don't, I got to be honest, I don't know how it came about. Um, but the experience was like, it was nothing I've ever like would have thought of in my life. So the way it worked was we were talking with who's the, um, who's the founder of uh, Seth McFarlane. Yeah. So we were chatting with uh, Seth McFarlane. He was in LA. So we were with their whole team through um, in, in a soundproof room in Boston, Rob and I. And we had lines that we had to read into the microphone and there's people in the soundproof room that could kind of hear it and the way it was like echoing and how it sounded. And we have to make different name, like sounds and names and like at the same time. And then Rob would read all his lines and I would read my lines, but it was obviously it was mainly based around Big Rob and then all the brothers um, kind of in the background saying different things as we always do. Um, so it was just like, it was crazy having Seth on the, online with us kind of helping us and guide us kind of what his vision is and what he sees and how this episode's going to go you know not ever like doing something like that in my life was just it, it's very so talented it's crazy and do you still get those like you know 50 60 cent royalty checks every month hey i have i got royalty checks all the way through i think last year and it was cool because it definitely wasn't 50 60 cents it was a lot more all right. <laughs> yeah, that's good then. Gordy, can you hear me again? Yeah, we can hear you, Joe. All right. No, I went outside. I'm just unsure. Nick and I are going to be at Jets Bucks in January to end the season. Uh, you think you're going to make an appearance over here not too far from work? <laughs> so uh, you missed it earlier, Nick, or uh, Joe, but um, unfortunately, I'm having back surgery uh end of this week and if i'm in any shape to be able to go um, i go to almost every single game every home game and then half the road games so if i can do it you better bet that g will be there and we'll be doing muscle chugs together there we go let's see one gordy that's gonna be the experience of a lifetime there you go beautiful beautiful 
being generous. We appreciate it. You know, you're taking up a lot of your time here, but um, you know, we always give our guests the last word. So is there anything else you want to discuss or promote? But overall, you know, it's been great and we're happy to have had you on. No, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Nick. Um, Joe, awesome that you went down to Tampa um, for the Atlanta-Tampa game that was not in Tampa. So you pretty much made my whole week already because that's probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> um, but no, nah, just words of wisdom. Like just can, like we talked about earlier, just control the controllables. Do what you can do best and, um, you know, just be a good inspiration. Smile as much as you can. Be a good person, good teammate, good family member. Just have fun. Live life and you know, do what you can to control yourself and take care of yourself. And that's what, you, you know, you're going to be able to give so much more to others and been very fortunate to be able to find that in myself to now see how much I'm affecting other people in such a positive way. And I think anyone can do that when they really put their mind and their body to it. Um, but yeah, check us out, viewdrink.com. It's our new healthy vitamin tea. We already talked about it. Thank you guys. Sports teams, anyone, everyone should be drinking this right now. It is the healthiest beverage on the market. Yes, we are a new product. We just came out, but go to viewdrink.com um, and check us out. Our powder packs range from our daily vitamins, our pre-workout before the games and before your workouts, and our electrolytes. Everyone should be drinking our electrolytes right after the game, right after workouts, because it has your six vitamins and minerals to help uh, rehydrate you and get your body back in line. So check it out, viewdrink.com. Thank you so much. Nick, Joe, appreciate it. And hopefully I see you guys at either the Jets game or in Tampa for a game soon. Well, you know, you can guarantee the next time the Bucks are on the road, Joe will be in Tampa for the game. So <laughs> he's going to be there. But Gordy, we appreciate right. it. Thank you so much. That's going to do it here for this episode of You Know I'm Right. Joining us from Newark Airport, my co-host, Jack Harbreeze. But of course, our main guest here, the man himself, Gordy Gronkowski. I'm Nick Durst, and this has been You Know. Ah, right.